Della Vadova. Prigioni with the steal. Paul's trying to beat him off the dribble. Prigioni. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Priggy Smalls Pod. I'm one of the co-hosts, Steve Thomas. I'm with my other two co-hosts, Nick Doglio and Logan DeBiro. Gentlemen, what's going on? What up? What up? What up? How have you guys been? Yeah, it's been all right, you know. Anybody see All-Star Weekend? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched Saturday night, and uh, it was so anticlimactic. It was uh, not fun. I saw Mobley won the skills challenge and Towns won the um, three-point challenge. Yeah, uh, I was so confused by the format for the skills challenge. I feel like they changed up every year, and it was just so confusing. And then... Wasn't it teams or something? It was teams, and, like, they broke it down into, like, rounds based on, like, um, the, uh, like, challenge, right? You know, usually it's, like, a whole course, but, like, this time it was, like, just passing and every team did it and like or like just shooting every team did it and instead of like running the course one by was one was it like i saw because i looked it up online it was like team cavaliers and team up to the kumpo was that yeah, like yeah. how it was it was why? uh yeah like why is Benasis and what was his name alex onto the kumpo? like i don't care about them why are they in the skills challenge it was Shoot. team Cavs, teams onto the kumpo and teams rook I, I have no idea why these teams were chosen as they were uh very very strange not at all a fan of it but you know, i didn't the, watch it either when's the last time honestly that you have guys been excited for the all-star weekend 2016 i like yeah i think <laughs> posted that on, on red the other day that that was like the uh levine and aaron gordon dunk contest and like that was like the year the three-point contest was uh like packed. yeah i always like three-point contest I, I think it's usually really fun this year was kind of meh with uh, a, a lot of Guys, not doing super hot, but uh, I think like, I think 2016 was last really good All Star All Star weekend. Yeah, yeah. I think I think may have to agree with you. I think um, the first time they introduced the All Star game in terms of like there's a record. I think it was last year. The last year was the first year for the memorial for uh, for Kobe, right? Kobe, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that like that initial year, I knew they wanted to do it for him, and now it's just like they're gonna get less and less decent. Although like they ended it off nice, like they had LeBron hitting that game winner in Cleveland from the feed. But I didn't like, yeah, I I didn't, I didn't watch, I didn't watch. I just like followed along with it. People said the dunk contest sucked, man. Not good. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I heard. I like really bad. In theory, I like Obi's dunks, but like he didn't like dunk with a lot of uh intensity it was just like okay i, I dumped and then i kind of moved on and you like, I had to watch the replay but like you're really impressed by it no one else could make their dunks it was just very depressing watching um jalen green or uh what was the other guy's name the guy from sacramento uh golden state like just miss oh I had no idea he could dunk like that either way. I was confused when I saw his name in there. Yo, I heard I saw I saw memes about Shaq getting pissed at Jalen Green for taking too long on his dunks. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? I thought he Yeah, he was getting really mad. <coughs> Damn. Bro. He missed like he he can't miss it. So and like it, it doesn't count as a, a dunk attempt until like you make contact with the rim. So he kept like dropping the ball before he got there. So like it, it took like 10 minutes for him to dunk. Damn, man. What was the score on that? I'm not good. I, I, I don't think anyone got a 50. I think they were all kind of like low 40s. Damn. 
it's hard, man. Like we've already seen so many style of dunks. So like, what do right. they go? Where do they go from here, man? I think they I have think to. I think. Plateaued. Yeah, I think you know what they should put in, man. When do they start going to put in like one v one games or three v three games? That's yeah. what I'm trying to see. I miss horse. That was actually pretty fun when they had it. What year did they have it? It was like 2012, I think, or uh, it was a really long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, it was like I remember seeing. I didn't watch it, but I remember seeing like online, and then I watched highlights, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is actually pretty cool." I think it was like Kevin Durant won one year or something like that, which obviously, but like, come on, like seeing like there's so many shot makers in today's league. So like, no, and and I don't disagree. I just like there's just not a freshness to it where like viewers can get it. Like I can the only thing I can really understand now (laughs) with like betting, people like will like bet on like the winners and shit or like any type of parlays they could possibly get with like the all-star game but like in terms of just general viewership like if you want to get people to get excited about it like it's hard like i don't know what they could do i'm not like i'm I, we didn't come on this podcast to talk about it anyway but like like generally i don't have an idea of how they can do the spice the only thing i could think of is like maybe they do like 3v3s and like try to do it like that and then you can start creating narratives going into, like, All-Star Weekend. I don't know. That's about it. That's all I have to say about it. Anybody else have anything to say about All-Star Weekend? I think we covered it. No, I think we covered it. There was one other thing. I know it's not on the docket, but there is one other thing I did want to talk about. Have you guys heard LeBron James' comments? Oh, yeah. He threw a lot of shade. Dude, he threw one. He threw a lot of shade. And two, do you think he does it? Like, do you think he goes back? It depends on Bronny, bro. I think. <clears throat> Where is Bronny in like? How soon can he get drafted? I think it's. I think it's twenty four, right? It's tw- I think it's two years from now. Yeah. Twenty four. Yeah. Two years from now. And he's got two years left in his contract. That sounds right. He's seventeen. And he got twenty twenty four. Yeah. Uh, you- is he good? I don't think. So. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think. Like, I don't want to throw shade at the kid because I don't know, but like. Like, I don't think he's impressively that, like, he's not that big, is he? He's, like, what, 6'3 to 6'2"? He's 6'2", yeah. He's 6'2", yeah, right? But he doesn't look like – I don't know. Like, what is he good at? Like, I don't um, – does he shoot well? Does he – He do, can like, drive. Play? I know that, at least. ESPN has him as 43rd in the class of 2023. So, hey. um, was that a second – late second? Well, I mean, in terms of uh, high school prospects, I, I, I don't think, like, that's, like, draftable. You know oh, what I'm saying? Shit, that's high school. Oh my God, I'm like thinking he was in the, like a 43rd as a college prospect. No, no, no. no. He's he's played six games, but he's averaging like seven points and 0.3 rebounds. Yikes! It's not he's not like getting minutes, I guess, or something. Damn, I feel bad for the fucking team that's gonna have to <laughs> to draft him in order to try to bring LeBron there, man. It's also be like a 40 year old LeBron though. Uh, like how far are you going with like his son and like a forty-year-old LeBron? He probably is still gonna be very good, but like he's nowhere near peak LeBron anymore. Do you think that he? Um, do you think if LeBron's still playing at this level in three years or two years, do you think that a team will purposely like take him first overall just to get LeBron to sign with them? Not first overall. Not first. No like, way. So someone will, will no way. Bro, if some team, some GM took that guy, took uh, took Bronny first overall, they're getting fired as soon as they're as soon as the name is announced there's no fucking way if they're only on future what if it's like a golden state scenario where it's like a team that doesn't need the first pick but they have it 
I it's still like don't win now, but we're injured. It's just no way. <laughs> there's no way. Also, there's definitely collusion at that point. Yeah, true. But yeah. Uh yeah, I just I just think like maybe I guess maybe hearing those comments really like puts in perspective that like that 2027 first round pick that the Lakers were hesitant to give up. Mm-hmm. Do they I think they know that he's leaving. I don't I haven't they, heard do they have their anymore? pick in 2024? I don't think so. I think that the I think the New Orleans has it. Look it up. I don't. I didn't want to dwell on it too much. I just remember hearing about it yesterday, and like, I thought you know it's like hearsay bullshit. Like, like people were like making jokes about it. Like, oh my god, yo, LeBron's going back to Cleveland because Cleveland's cool. <laughs> like better again, not like the way Joe Kim Noah was saying it. Um, but <laughs> um, it is interesting. <laughs> it's fucking interesting that like he can't. <laughs> How's that? Uh, the Breaking Bad <laughs> meme go. He can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> no, he let them. He let them suffer for two years, and then he's gonna go right back, man. It's not like he let them suffer, bro. He literally carried them from like that in seventeen eighteen, and then like the, the minute he leaves, they're like dog shit. Yeah, but the thing is, he guts their future, though. Yeah, he does. He guts their future <laughs> for what two or three years? You better hope you win a champ. I guess you do win a championship. Bro. Well, I mean, uh, since when fourteen? He's been in Cleveland till twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, it's four. Damn, that's. A- I don't know why that feels like a long time, but it really wasn't. Yeah, he got he got it. You all, I guess you know why it feels long. It's because like he had such long playoff runs with them too. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, Nick, did you have anything else to say about LeBron possibly going back? No. Uh, yeah, I, I think we already kind of touched on it, but it really kind of depends on where Bronny is. So if Bronny kind of ends up in Cleveland, that'd be kind of crazy if we all ended back there together. But we shall see which team takes a uh, seemingly very big chance on Bronny just to have a forty year old LeBron. Yeah, I think it's just definitely like you know, just for the name, merchandising, mm-hmm. getting people into stands. So, imagine goes to OKC. Oh my <laughs> god, that'd be kind of crazy. Or Orlando. Have you heard the HBO shop, the the shop where LeBron was like, "If I ever got traded to Orlando, yeah, I'm so retire." <laughs> you know what? I want to see him in Minnesota. It's There's so no weird, but like, LeBron imagine if like. To, uh, they still have Towns and Russell and like Edwards and like and two years from now they'll be like basically in their prime. Towns might be a little out of it. That'd be a pretty cool supporting cast for LeBron and well I guess Bronny if he's going to actually be a main part of that. Yeah we'll see. It's tough. Those guys are still figuring out how to share the ball themselves so then having to give it up to LeBron too. It's yeah, tough. It's, it's a whole shift like change. You have to conform to him or you don't win. The mm-hmm. Lakers are figuring that out. Like this, this iteration of the Lakers. Yeah, there's so many different mouths to feed. Um, yeah. So I'll give you guys the choice. I don't know if you want to do rookie sophomores or do you want to do a surprise disappointments. We'll do surprise disappointment first. Okay, sure. Um, Nick, I'll leave with you first. Where Where do you think you want to? Where, uh, surprise or disappointment of the season? Player, uh, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that the first one, since I have a kind of profile set up uh, right here, is my for my first disappointment, I have uh, Julius Randle. Uh, I know we're all Knicks fans here. We all have been kind of frustrated with his on-the-court 
play. I think last year he had a kind of outrageous career year. I don't think anyone kind of expected him to be at that level again, you know, coming into this year, but the, the drop-off has been so significant. Uh, I think a, a big part of his kind of like amazing year, year last year was him shooting an incredible uh, percent from long shoes. And I have it up here in front of me. So for, for uh, let's see, this season, he's at 28% from, from 20 to 24 feet. And last season he was at four, uh, 42%. So that, that is a big drop off uh, for your, for your long twos. And, and it just really kind of tanked a lot of his offense where he, that, that long jump shot isn't falling. That, that being said, he's been much better in the last, you know, five or so games. I, I think I, I have it here. He's at 29 points, 12 rebounds, six assists on 46% shooting. His three point shooting still hasn't come back. He's looked much better. And maybe if he kind of continues this pace for the rest of the season, it'll kind of salvage this season for him. But, uh, the kind of the shooting's been bad. The uh, body language has been bad. Like, just com looked completely out of it most of the season. It's not been fun to watch. So, I, I think he's kind of been a, a – as much as our, our season as an fans have sucked, I, I think one of the most demoralizing parts of it has been how, like, out of it he's been, for, at least for me. <coughs> Logan, do you have anything to add on, on it? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I just want to add, like, I think that he's been doing good once RJ was out. So I think it's just, like, goes to the same issue. Can him and RJ share the ball together? And I just think the answer is no as of right now, as we're seeing it. So it's just going to be interesting with the Knicks, what we do. I'm glad Randall's playing good, though, because we increase his value. Right. Yeah, I was just about to ask a, a general question to both of you. Like, I guess if he continues at this pace at the end of the year, I guess uh, in your guys' minds – he doesn't stay on the team regardless of what happens, no. regardless of the stats, right? No. I think it kind of depends. I, I would rather, like, so I'm, at this point, I'm assuming we're firing Thibs at the end of the season. Yeah. I would prefer us uh, hire a new coach and then kind of make that personnel decision afterwards. Like, maybe the new guy really likes Randall and for whatever reason wants to keep him. But, like, maybe once we have that final, like, decision maker or, like, person part of our decision-making process in, in place, I would prefer that decision be made. Like, like, like you were saying, I think it's reasonable to get rid of him after how awful he's been this season, especially like just like mentally completely checked out. And you're like, I, I can excuse poor play if like you're trying really hard, but if like you look like you're not trying and like you don't care, like why are you here, bro? Exactly. And especially if you know you're signing, like there is a different, New York is a different animal compared to most places, man. It's not like right. fucking New Orleans where there's like, where the, the, the what's it called? The, um, the courtside seats are fucking 20 bucks thing. <laughs> so like you know there's expectation when you come to the city and like obviously it's not meant for everyone people are going to shit on the city for it but at the same time it's because like new york is like it's the mecca of basketball it's there for a reason despite everything that's gone on in this team's past and present like it still remains like people love playing at madison square garden but there is an expectation that comes here and like he's got to know that. I mean, like we could have had this debate uh, months ago when he yelled at the fans and told them to right. shut the fuck up. Like you can't do that. That's why I think he's not going to stay. But that's just that's just besides me. Uh, Loken, uh, moving on. Uh, who's who do you have as a disappointment if we're going to go in this trend? Um. So <clears throat> I have a uh, Killian Hayes as a disappointment. Mm. Oh. He's been awful this season. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna come on record. I was super high on him going to the draft. Like, I really wanted the Knicks to draft him because um, we well, we needed a point guard, and he looked like 
I remember seeing draft reports and he was compared to D'Angelo Russell just based on like his name and all that and his touch. But um, as we see, I don't know if it's development with him. Like I, I don't watch his highlights. So I don't know if he's like shows what potential highlights? or anything. I know last year he had like a stretch of games where he was solid. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, he's injured and all that. It's like, all right, whatever. But this year it's like, dude, he's averaging six points in 24 minutes. Like he's not even shooting 40% from the floor. And he's like, it's it's just the opportunity is there because Detroit. So like, I don't know, man. And, and and Kate Cunningham's coming in. He's probably gonna take over that role. He's just he's probably gonna be a bust. And good thing we avoided him. I mean, I was like, I really wanted the Knicks to draft him that year. So uh, last you year. you wanted the Knicks. Let me get this straight. You wanted the Knicks to draft another French guard that yeah. only knows how to play defense. No, 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 no. He was uh, he, he was much more polished than he averaged like uh 12, 13 points in um France, which is actually really good. Um, just considering that you know it's it's international and he's a young guy. But I don't know, man. It's just uh he he wasn't like a Fibs point guard, but he was very crafty at the time, and I thought that was gonna translate in the NBA, whereas Frank was like super raw on offense. Like at least Killian Hayes could like I think actually let me double check what he what he uh um average in France. I remember I, th- I thought it was in like the double digits and I was like, oh this guy's pretty good. Um but either way, yeah, I thought he was gonna be good and he wasn't so far. I'm looking yeah, at he right averaged now. in uh year in nineteen twenty he averaged uh, twelve points, six assists, two rebounds, uh one point five steals on forty five percent from the floor and thirty nine percent from three and ninety percent from the free throw line. So I was like that's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. But um, you know, he's been pretty bad, so kind of disappointed. Nick, any thoughts about uh Mr. Hayes? Yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah, I'm not, like like I, I wasn't sold on him from the last year of draft. I don't watch a lot of a ton of college, college or basketball or a lot of like uh highlights before the draft. I kind of wait till after the draft to uh uh to start evaluating players in the next draft because it's just too much uh, for me. But like I remember a lot of you know, Nick's podcast talking about Killian Hayes being really excited about him, like, like Logan saying, you know, uh, a, a, a solid defender while being a lot more polished offensively uh, compared to Frank was kind of like a lot of it sold on. Looking at his shooting splits right now uh, for his time in Detroit, it's, it's bad. Like, it's, it's, it's not even like uh, 36%, 27% from three. 81 behind line is, it, it, free throw line is not that bad, but like, again, like these, these uh, percentages are not good. He's not even 21 yet. He's still 20 years old. Uh, so maybe a good change of season, uh, scenery can like help salvage his career, but like this is a disappointing start uh, so far. Yeah, you know, I wonder, like, you know, I feel like a place like San Antonio would do well with him. Mm-hmm. Like they usually do well with international prospects. So right. hopefully maybe when his uh, rookie deal expires, because I doubt they pick up that fucking contract, which is a waste, you know, like we right. went top 10, right? I said, oh, man, shout out Detroit, man. <laughs> but hopefully, like wherever he goes on a second deal, he he ends up salvaging and becomes like, a, I think he can be good, man. I think he's he, good. But I guess it's like if your first couple of years are going to be fucked up by Detroit, like how good can you get to? I don't know. It's weird because like, you know, <laughs> you know who I like compared him to, Um, even though he came late into his career, 
Boris Diaw wasn't looked upon as like not a good player. And then think about it. Like he did well in like, I think it was Utah before he went to um, San Antonio. And then San Antonio, who's like this versatile guy who could play like the three, four, sometimes five with them. Like he could, he could play one if you wanted to also. He can yeah, he was so it. talented. So you never know. He's only 20 years old. So like I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because it is Detroit. It's hard to like when there's like nothing really to develop. I think like uh, I know he's not one of our guys, but like um, another guy that was also with him in Detroit and also got drafted with him is Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay mm. played mm. really well last year, but then like completely tailed off this year. Completely tailed off. Like they had don't really have that much shooting outside. I think they're one of the worst three point shooters, uh, three point shooting teams in the league, Detroit. So, mm. um, yeah. Uh, oh, I guess it's, it's my turn to give a what's it called the disappointment. Uh, we got a bunch of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I've got I, I've written down a couple. Um, uh, let's see. All right. I think because it's recent, I'll 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 mention this one then. I think the biggest disappointment, I think generally also for the whole league as like as a viewership, like as from a viewer standpoint, is probably the neck the Nets supposed big three. I think that's the biggest disappointment we have, especially for the Nets. I mean, like, like think about it, man. They they like you have Kyrie and Kevin Durant who came in what is it, 2019, right? Yeah. So they came to create like you know getaway. Uh, get away from their like you know um, I guess their different their various like storylines like Kyrie wanted to lead in Boston couldn't do that so he teamed up with his buddy Kevin Durant wanted to be seen as a winner solely by himself not behind the shadow of Steph Curry I don't care what like despite what these players say like they don't think about the shit they do think about the shit the shit yeah. all these all these trades and shit all these player empowerments about ego whether they're justified in doing it or not it remains to be seen but like all these things are fueled by ego. So, like, they come to Brooklyn. And I don't, like, obviously you get mad as a Knicks fan, but, like, as generally as an NBA, like, an NBA fan, like, okay, we understand, okay, like, it's just those two, right? But then Kevin Durant gets traded there. I mean, um, James Hardy gets traded there. And it's just like, okay, now they're unlikable again. And despite them only playing like 16 games like they looked great they looked phenomenal it was some of the best basketball you've seen in a long time in terms of like basketball like cohesion the ball is moving like kevin uh kevin durant and kyrie irving are feeding off the james harden like pick and rolls and like just like some small dho's here and there and it's just the ball movement is just crisp and it's just it's like watching like poetry and they cooked boston in that first round man they cooked them oh man it was a wash but you know like injuries happen like uh, harden had the hamstring Kyrie had the ankle and then like we go into this year we have the mat we have the mandates and shit so i think as a whole from the nba from the general viewpoint of the nba it sucks that you don't get to see this basketball you despite how much we could fucking hate them i think like we missed out we Potentially missed out on what it like could have been the one of the best NBA trios the uh, the game has ever seen. Yeah, about that's fair too. Actually, um, I think uh, it's it's kind of hard to decide between Lakers and Nets who's more disappointing because like with the Nets, we all kind of knew Kyrie wasn't going to be playing most some of their games because the whole vaccine thing. 
So that already lowered people's expectations for them. But like James Harden was kind of surprising because we didn't really know he wanted out until like recently. Yeah. I think, I think also, I think all, I think even the three of us could, would come to like the conclusion. I, we had thought Kyrie would eventually get them the vaccine. Like, did you think he was not I, like, I actually didn't think he was going to get it. Did you guys really, Nick, did you not think he was not going to get the vaccine? Yeah. I, I thought he was going to get the whole year. You thought he was going to say, I thought he had maybe at like some point push came to shove and they were going to like, all right, fuck this shit. We, we may have to do it ourselves. I mean, he, um, you think they're going to hold him down and put the vaccine in him? <laughs> I mean, can, did you hear James Harden? He was like, I'll inject him myself. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, this man took a mental health break. I didn't really tell anybody last year. So it's not like he care, he really cares about like winning and stuff. At least that's how I perceive it, because, like, right. you know, it's it's just, you know, you're not winning if you're not going to take the vaccine as much as it sucks. You got to make a stand here. I remember someone had uh, brought up the point that, like, Durant, at the end of the day, Durant and Kyrie still have their rings to fall back on, whereas James doesn't, and that could have been a driving factor. And, like, he's, like, seeing how much these guys care. I mean, obviously, all three of them are all unlikable dudes, but, like, in their own special ways. But... I can understand why, like, they had, he has, a, he's on a different, like, uh, what's it called? Um, he has different aspirations because he still has to get his ring. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Nick, is there anything else uh, that you wanted to add to, like, uh, the just the disappointment of the Nets victory before we move on? No, I think you're saying, like, it, like it, 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 as like an NBA fan, it kind of it kind of robs you of seeing like this really like fun tandem from playing together, and it is really depressing how much off the court drama uh, happens to kind of affect them. Like like you're saying, like on the court they've been a fun fit, they've been a, a really exciting team to watch, but uh, a lot of things behind the scenes kind of ruin that. So which is, as a Knicks fan, I, I mean, probably as most of the NBA, if you're like a like a, a Sixers fan or like a Celtics fan, be happy to see them fall apart. But like, like a general NBA fan, I'm sure it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we have, did you guys want to do any more disappointments or do you want to go to surprises and make this a little more positive? Um, I, I guess we can just touch on like the Hawks real quick too. Cause I actually was going to yeah. say the Hawks, okay. but then, um, then I really thought to myself, like, do we really expect like, cause a lot of people said the Hawks were like a fluke, like even before the season started. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. I mean, I I I I didn't think that. I thought I you heard me in my prediction. No, no, I thought no, they yeah. were before. I thought it was I, I, I remember. Um, I don't know if I put the Knicks above them or something. I think I put the Knicks at like five coming into the year. I thought they'd be fine. <laughs> Jesus, how how wrong that's been. Um, but um, I remember like I think we were discussing who's better, the Knicks or the Hawks, and I was saying the Knicks are better because I just didn't think the Hawks were going to do good this year, and I guess I guess they didn't. Um, it's just weird why they're doing bad. It's the exact same team as last year, apparently better. Because they're Maybe. actually healthy this year compared to last year. Like Connor is actually playing for the most part. Do you think it's because like this was the problem we had with them last year? I thought that like there was just too many mouths to feed in that team. There's way too many people that are too good to just sit on the bench for a limited amount of time, you know? Like I mean, that's Okay. Yeah, I just think that, like, and everything has to go. They, I think one of the reasons why, like, one, like, firing uh, Lloyd Pierce was, like, is it Lloyd, Pierce? It's Lloyd Pierce, right? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah Lloyd Pierce, Lloyd Pierce was like like a breath of fresh air for them because just because the vibes were off. And then I think they lost people to injury. They lost like Hunter to injury, I think, during the yeah. season. Yeah. And Solomon and, Hill was actually getting minutes for that yeah, team for a little like bit. They, had, they were lacking in terms of like bodies. So it made the rotations a lot tighter. But then when people started coming back, by the time the playoffs start, like people aren't going to complain. You're When you're in the playoffs, no one will complain about minutes mm-hmm. and shit. Like you're trying to win at that point. Like, especially how, especially showing how far they've gotten, like no one's ever going to complain about that. But when the season started up again, I just felt, especially when they brought in like Cooper and, uh, and Johnson into uh, after the draft, like, and they brought, I think, uh, DeLon Wright and they brought in Gorgie Dang. It's like, where are these people all going to play? You have so many people. There's so many guys on the roster now, all like players that are good. And you just don't have enough minutes for all of them. So, like, I think – I just didn't think it would do this bad. Like, I just didn't think it would be, a, like, a 10 seed. Yeah. So. I'd be curious if, like, some of their issues is, is stem some coaching. Like, I was, like maybe McMillan is as stubborn and uh, has some big flaws like Thibs has. So, maybe I, I don't watch enough Hawks to know or, or familiar with his coaching style enough. But I'd be interested – maybe, like, we could talk to – if we knew a Hawks fan, or uh, we'd get, like, that kind of input because – uh, I think a, a lot of our issues have been have to do with uh, Thibs. So I'm curious if a lot of their issues are also coaching. Yeah, I I had heard. I remember when um, what's it called? When Lloyd Pierce first got fired and Nate McMillan got hired, that like the issues that Indiana was facing seemed like they like the guys in Indiana would work hard, but they there was like a, a certain there was a certain uh, what's it called? A certain peak they would hit, and that was it. Like they would just straight right. plateau. And, like, I guess, like, after a couple of years, the message gets stale. Do you think, like, the message just gets stale with them now, this early? Like, he's just signed a new deal with them. Yeah, I don't know. Like, again, like, I don't know if about his coaching style. Maybe, like, there are some weird rotation flaws, like, like Fibs, who refuses to play young guys. Maybe he has a really archaic defensive or offensive team. Uh, maybe, maybe, like you're saying, the message gets stale. I would hope it wouldn't get stale after a season. That would be really depressing. And, uh, really a bad look for your locker room but it's certainly possible yeah yeah i, I definitely agree um i don't know if do you want to touch on the lakers and dame <laughs> at all or no um i mean i i, I thought the lakers would be a clusterfuck regardless like I, i'm not like <laughs> super high on westbrook regarding his fit with with 80 or uh lebron even going into the season so i, I thought maybe weird i also think like LeBron's 37. I don't think he cares for the regular season as long as they make the playoffs. So I, 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 I'm not even sure I would put a lot of stock into their, their regular season performance until like, you know, the end of the, like we're getting close to April where like they have to start ramping up for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, especially because they just lost AD too. Mm-hmm. So do you, oh my God, one sec. You're right. Step out. Oh, okay. I, I, I think Dame, I think most of his, disappointments from injuries so I, yeah. I don't want to put too much on him for that because i think he had like a, an abdomen injury in the, in the yeah. olympics and it's kind of got worse and worse until he needed surgery so uh i i hope if, when he comes back healthy he, he's uh he's the good old dame that we, we know him of but uh if he's not that that would be uh really sad i just think isn't it so crazy though like because of his injury like like this was like this was it for the the blazers man like they blew it up they completely blew it up. And, you know, it remains to be seen what they're going to do in the offseason. I 
personally don't think they're not. I don't know if they're going to bring in anybody. I legit, we have went over this before. I just don't see the guy that they're bringing in that's going to help Dayton try to win a championship now. Yeah. Oh, Portland, yeah, they're done. Yeah. I just don't see it. Like, I, I it, it, it is, it is sad. It is definitely sad. And obviously it's not all on Dame. I guess maybe it's a two part for me in terms of it's Dame and the Portland trailblazers, but we already knew they were going to be bad though. Right. right. Like mm-hmm. we already knew they were going to be bad, but then despite that, they still brought back the roster. So, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, we can move off this shit and let, let's move on to some uh, surprises. Or, surprises. Uh... Um, so mm-hmm. let me start. I want to start with, um, Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Like, come on. Nobody in their right fucking mind expected this team to be a top five seed this late into the season, man. Right. Isn't this crazy? Like, I just think it's like the I am I've told Wilkin this before. I've hate I was so happy when LeBron left because I was like, I'm so fucking sick and tired of seeing Cleveland on television. <laughs> <laughs> But this team is so different, and I, I, like, enjoy the defensive intensity they play with. I love, like, some of the other guys. We have other topics in, involving, like, some of the rookies that they have. And it's just – it's nice to see that, like, they've started forming their own identity. And it's a lot different from when LeBron left the first time because, like, they just had, like, Kyrie you're there. It was – but this team has, like, so much more of a nucleus with with – Allen, Mobley, Garland, Rubio when he was healthy, mm-hmm. and, you know, Coro locking down perimeter guys. I just think, like, the roof, um, there's no, like, I guess, what am I saying? There's there's no ceiling for how far they can go if they bring in, like, I think they just still need another score. I think Karis LeVert is more of a six-man eventually, but mm-hmm. I think they that they could be so good coming in the coming years. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I just want to point out with Cleveland um, last year. They, well, first of all, they have had 35, they have 41 wins in their, in the two the previous two seasons, like combined, they had 41 wins. So 19, 20, 20, 20, 21, they come out of 41 wins. They got 35 right now. Like that's a huge turnaround. I think that's right. even bigger than the Knicks turnaround. I'd say, or maybe, maybe equal. I don't know about bigger. And their defense is first this season in terms of points allowed. Yeah, it's just the the like you said the turnaround's incredible. Uh, I think the 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 additions of like Mobley and Allen have just been so huge for their defense. It's been so exciting to watch. Uh, they just like shut teams down. Uh, and it's really, uh, I, I think I was kind of like I, they're, the Cavs are also in, in my surprises category. Uh, I was kind of really skeptical of Kevin Love as like kind of like a sixth man kind of like vet uh, on the team. He's had some weird kind of. Uh, like as locker room or like uh, uh, team chemistry issues in the past, where like I think last year he like intentionally got like a three second violation because someone refused to pass through him. Well, he he had like some other weird team issues in, in, in Minnesota where like he felt like he needed the ball more, and to see him be like a really supportive vet to like these really like good young players has been really exciting and uh, makes me really happy to see that because like Garland, Mobley, and Allen, like like like. Uh, as Steve was saying, like, sky's the limit. Like, these guys are all in, like, their early 20s like, and are super talented. Do you guys remember when he had uh, chucked the ball at Colin Sexton? Yes. <laughs> Is yes. that during the – that was during that Toronto game, right? That was – yeah, it was in uh, Sexton's rookie year, I think. That was funny because they wouldn't pass in the ball or something like that. 
Right. This, this guy's like notorious for being difficult with uh, like young players not giving the ball. And to see him be like this supportive and like comfortable in a six man role is really, really good. I think to be fair with Love, it's like um, if he has a mismatch in the paint and like you don't pass it to him, he's going to like get mad just as a big man. Because like I remember Isaiah Thomas did the same thing in Cleveland. And then, like, I'm sure he just he was just fed up. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't talk about the Isaiah Thomas experience in Cleveland. God, that team was one of the worst. That Cavs team was one of the worst, like, quote unquote, like super teams I've ever seen LeBron being part of. That was so bad. They were that so, was so bad they nuked it midway through the season. Yeah, they were so loaded too, which is weird. Like they had a they had a real like everyone else on the team when they left, they all did well on their other team. So it was kind of except for Isaiah Thomas, but it's just like it was just weird. Just to imagine how good they could have been if they all were in sync. Yeah, um, it's it, it, it is it's definitely good to see them being on the rise. I like. What do you guys put? People are saying they can get to the second round. I don't know, man. Like, I think their defense can travel as far as they. You know could. what I think? Oh yeah, you, you're, <laughs> you're a sick fuck. Do you, Nick? You know what he what he thinks, right? No, what is he? Oh, he does. That. Yeah, yeah. I saw his. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Listen, man, I, one, I, I, your one defense, if the seeds match up, like I don't see, I don't think Brooklyn's gonna be a top seed just because of the injuries. So we'll see, man. I feel like <laughs> if they make conference those... finals, you know I'm betting money on every single game they play. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I feel like they're gonna be like one of those young teams that like overachieves in a regular season and it kind of flames out in the playoffs. Like the lack of experience between like their big three is probably gonna really show in the playoffs against the game. Especially if they play like Milwaukee, like or like Toronto, a team that's like been there before, you know, a very experienced playoff team. I, I think it's really gonna show even in the first round. Yeah. I think with Milwaukee, um there's a good chance they lose that. But I don't know, and Mobley, he he's he I'm not gonna say you defend Giannis because no one can, but he's at least a, a better matchup for Giannis than like mm-hmm. I don't know, um whoever the heat power forward is. Was it uh, Tucker or something? Actually, yeah, I don't know if Tucker can really guard him either. It's going to be interesting, this playoffs. I'm really excited for the playoffs. Yeah. I uh, I showed you, like, we went over the top ten. Like, it's it's crazy how good, yeah. like, the East is this year. The uh, Sneakily, the West, too. I mean, the um, the Nuggets are good. Like, um, everyone in that, like, six to eight range in the West is actually been pretty good this year. Yeah, it's – um. Let's see. I'm looking at the West right now. So we have the Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavericks, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers. My God, the Blazers are still here. Yo, they won four straight. Yo, it's too easy out here. Yo, let's go, Josh Hart, baby. How's he been doing? Oh, he's been good. I wish I had a fantasy. Yeah, he's having 24 points. Damn, yeah. I've been saying, and he's I told you in the offseason he was my boy, man. I love me some Josh Hart. I hope I hope that um he actually does maintain that type of stat line for the rest of the year, though, and for like next season, too. If they keep the core like this, well, like his probably his stats are gonna go down, especially if Dave is still gonna be there. Or yeah. You don't think he's gonna be there though. He's dude, there's no way he's gonna be there. They got they gotta get rid of him this offseason. I think they'll just maybe they thought that like they can get the most uh the most value out of Dame when he goes into the offseason. Mm-hmm. That could be it. Uh yeah, so let's see. Uh uh should I just say my um 
should I just say my um uh, surprises? Yeah, you can say your surprises. You can say one. Okay, this is I don't know if this really counts as a surprise, but the Boston Celtics have definitely shocked me these last uh, ten games that they played. So I know coming to the year, I know you were hot. Steve, you were high on Boston. I think I said they were gonna be like 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 a playing or barely a playing. Um, just because I didn't really think they were gonna be good, but. Uh, and the first like half the season, we kind of saw that they were like what 10, 9 seed, like teetering in that range. Um, and they were just disappointing. And then all of a sudden, like they just they turned it around in like the last 10 games. And I think most of that has to do with like a, a different style of defense. Cause when I'm looking at the box scores and I see that um like Robert Williams has been killing it lately. He's like top like five in rebounding. Um, and like they're I was listening to the Ringer podcast, and I think Waz was saying that their de- their defense, they're, like, closing out on shooters more. They have Williams kind of play more of a zone than, like, man-to-man. So, um, I don't know, they just made, like, some tweaks here and there, and then they just figure it out, I guess. You know, the whole narrative with Tatum and Brown, like, splitting up. I, I mean, it was – like, that was mostly media-based. Like, there's no evidence between um, uh, Tatum and Brown, like, between them that they had any rift or anything. Um, I, I think Tatum even said that on the on uh, the, the JJ Reddick podcast. I don't know if you guys uh yeah, listened I, to I was, it. I was about to call that out. Uh, I they, they kind of asked him like point blank, had like had a, like had discussions about it, and he's like, "We both want to be here. We, we we've talked about it directly. We both asked like, hey, like you still want to be here?'" And he's like, "He said yes, I want still want to be here." And like, I, I I think they're both on the same page. I, I, I totally agree, Loki. I, I think a lot of that is kind of media bullshit. And it, as far as everyone else has seen, uh, from from Tatum, anything Tatum or Brown has said, they want to. Be there they're having fun they're enjoying playing together and they've been playing good lately i mean tatum's uh the, the ball moves in a lot better um Derek white's just they're just adding it they're not they're not yeah. ready yet but to me I'd, I'd say they're a surprise at least for me because like i did not expect them to be like good offensively or at least one a 10 game winning streak they're like red hot right now i'm sure they're going to continue it to the playoffs and we'll see what happens then do you guys think – what do you guys think that this Boston team needs to get to that, like, championship level? Actual point guard. An actual yeah, that, point guard. That's what Eric White's uh, – uh, someone compared him to, like, Hayward in terms of his role, and that's actually a really good yeah, one. He's a, a very good, good secondary. Yeah. yeah. But a, a primary is what you really need, especially with, like, Tatum and Brown and crunch time. So right. what do you – where do you guys think – like, for me, I don't – where do they get in that primary from, though? Should I really wanted to see Dragic sign there, but that didn't happen. Um, turns of the offseason, who's a free agent at point guard? Are they going to bring in Jalen Brunson? I mean, they they might. I, I, I think I think they're capped out because they took the, the Knicks Derek, probably. Could, yeah, oh. I, think, I think because Derek White's money is what's capping them out. Because they have is he like, getting paid though, Derek White? Yeah, I think he's getting paid like twelve to fifteen. Oh shit! Yeah, you signed us a four-year, seventy million uh, contract. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. All right, yeah, yeah, seventeen million on average. I think maybe they thought that they couldn't sign anybody in free agency. That's one of the reasons why they made the deal. They're like essentially capped out. That's why I'm asking. Like, I don't know where they're going from. They're going from here, like in terms of like how to better the roster. Mm. There's like no primary that I can see out there, like a primary initiator that will help them. Like at least they can try to trade for one, but you know, yeah, that, that would be my suggestion. Yeah, but um, th- that's what I'm alluding to. Like, who is the guy then? I like, I, I, I don't I, think Johnson is the answer for that either. He's more like a secondary facilitator, yeah. So, like, I don't know who the primary is. Nick, do you have one? Like, yeah, you know? I, I, I just kind of googled like, like 
you know, list of NBA point guards. Uh, I think Drew Holiday would be a fun fit there. I think uh, Fred Van Fleet would be a, a fun fit there. Uh, maybe like a, a Kyle Lowry would be a fun fit there. Do you, you want to go younger? Maybe like is a Lowry a free agent though? Yeah, but the thing yeah, is, can these you, are all trade targets. Oh, yeah, okay, but do you right. think like do you realistic, realistically like? Maybe Van Vliet is probably the more attainable one out of everybody because I don't mm. think they're getting rid of Drew, and I don't think they're going to get rid of Lowry after like what are the Heat still number one? They are. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. like I don't think they're going to get rid of these guys. I don't. When's also when's the last time Miami did a deal with the with Boston? That's fair. Yeah, they're not. So like, I that's what I'm saying. I don't know where this avenue is. Maybe they go to the West, but like, who do you want to bring in from the West? That's like a good. Like a number one like initiator. I'm like, let me let me go through these teams. Like, yeah, man, it's a definitely like. Okay. So I'm looking Suns. You're not getting you're you're not getting Chris Paul. Warriors. You're not getting Steph. Grizzlies. You're not getting Jaw. Maybe Mike Conley. If they decide uh, to blow it up, it's not. Yeah, bad. they could. It's but not. Who, bad. who are they going to trade for Conley though? I think they can probably trade like smart or something and find somebody in the draft i don't think mm. it's hard to re- replace maybe i'm going too crazy i don't think it's that hard to replace smart i think you can definitely find somebody in the league who can do very similar things to what he does but it's harder to find like a guy who's like a, a primary initiator mm. so i know nick's just nick's uh short on time so let's just want to see what his surprise is for this oh season. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Logan. I appreciate that. Uh, mine is really the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I, I think, like a lot of Knicks fans, uh, we I think I don't know. Maybe it's just a New York thing. We, we wanted to hate Chicago this year. I thought DeRozan and Goose would, would tank their defense. Uh, and, uh, it just I could not see a good fit. I, I thought DeRozan, Levine, Lonzo would not gel on offense. And I think, like a lot of other Knicks fans, we've been completely wrong. Uh, they're what, second in the East right now. Defense has it would be terrible. first if they were healthy, but yeah. Right. Uh, Lonzo and Caruso have been just like destroying offensive uh, other backcourts. I thought DeRozan was washed, and I, I think he just had a, a seven-game streak of 35-plus points and on 50% shooting, which is that he's the first player in NBA history to do that. You know, that, that's um, – Really? Before, uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely unheard of. Uh, so, I – as a whole, I'm, I'm eating complete crow on, on the Chicago Bulls. I, I, I think they're – assuming they stay healthy, I, I, they have a chance to make a run with, with how talented they've been this year. Yeah, I agree. I definitely shadow them and their defense. I still don't think their defense is going to do good in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. uh, I will say, like, Caruso and Lonzo just have they're, – they're like ball hawks when they're playing. Like, they're just they, – they do such a good job in the perimeter. But – Dude, like uh, their paint defense is so bad. Like Vucevic is, he's just a rebounder on defense. He can't really like block shots or anything, so it, it's very easy to target. But on offense, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, Nick. I did not think DeRozan and Levine would gel. I thought they were gonna take shots from each other. I thought like they'd have. I thought DeRozan was gonna be like you know eighteen to twenty points and Levine like twenty four points, something like that. But then like you just said, DeRozan's average like twenty eight points now. Levine's in the twenty six range. Like it's just. I don't know how they figure it out, but they figured it out. Man, I was fucking wrong about this team. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I thought they were going to be so bad defensively, man. I thought that, like, this was going to be the pushing point for Levine to go into free agency. 
um but like they've gelled they've gelled really well like one of our um one of ours like um the rookies i have written down ayu desumu is also a, a big integral part of their rotation now like mm-hmm. they just seem to like when these guys are like we have lonzo caruso like uh ayu desumu even like even like you see like levine putting in defensive shifts and it just goes to show like you just get some good players around you. Like, I think, especially with, I think maybe where DeMar was in his career, he realized, like, okay, like, it's time I have to become, like, more. Good solid defender. Nice passing. Prigioni up top. Hardaway Jr. puts it up. 